This is Ouija Boards and Midnight Marks, where a spirit board conversation sparked our spiritual evolution. I'm Shale. And I'm Cheyenne. And each week, we explore a world where there is much more than meets the eye. So pour yourself a drink and join us as we cheers to a witch in good time. Are you ready to get spooky, ooky, kooky? Yes. I think you need to keep that in. <laughs> I should. Okay, oh, we. Oh, wait. Before we oh. get started, I have, I have to some, tell you something. Tell me. Piper laid her first egg today. <gasps> That's cute. She's the littlest one. No. So, she Abby's. The last one? No, Abby still hasn't laid any yet. That's but they're so, so cute. I didn't know that they are like small when they're first cleaning them. Yeah, they like take a while to. Yeah, they're like the cutest little fairy eggs, and I just love them. Oh, I'm so excited. That's so exciting. I know. It's I been like. Want chickens? <laughs> when they laid the first one, my coworker's like, You're a grandma. You are, though. Oh my gosh. <laughs> do you feel so old and wise? I do. Total crone status over here. I have multiple new gray hairs this week alone, and I am here for it. Mm. I'm going to just let it happen. I'm excited. I've always really wanted gray hair, but it would be really hard for me to get it because my hair is really thin and it would damage the shit out of it to do it Mm. on purpose. So if the universe is just going to gift it to me early, that's cool. There you go. Throwing you a big favor there. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of the universe throwing you big favors, that's not accurate. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. I was going to try to make a Ouija board pun and it it wasn't fully formed in my head, so wait. Keep came. going with it because I just I'm curious now how that was going to end. Well, I guess I was being more general in the sense of the universe is who you're getting messages from and not specific spirits. So it was kind of a stretch. Oh, but it kind of works. I it was clear going with it. I should have just finished the joke because I made it weirder. <laughs> but that's <laughs> where we are around here. We give bad dad jokes and try to play them off as awesome, and then try to explain why we think they're okay. Anyway, what are you drinking tonight? So I am doing the two for one. Nope, that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> the one for two? Yeah, exactly. Because it's one of those where we're recording back-to-back episodes and I'm a lazy bee tonight and I don't want to go make a new drink. So I am doing the sweet treat chocolate rooibos, rooibos, whatever it is. <laughs> tea. <It's> tea. <laughs> And it's delicious. And I like it. So I'm going to keep drinking it. Hell yeah. Don't let any. Oh, well, we just dropped all the tarot cards on the floor. Ooh, did one jump? Um, We actually have four. So that's kind of a lot. Let's just do all of them. Rapid fire tarot round. Are you sure? No, I'm joking. That stresses me out. Okay, good. (laughs) And I feel like it stresses you out too. (laughs) It does. For sure. Yeah, there's definitely a hesitancy there where you're like, Wait, really? <laughs> well, to be fair, one of them was Ten of Swords, and I didn't want to deal with that tonight. Ooh, no. That's not the energy we need. So, I cheated. We cheated. We're cheating. But we're honest about it, so. Yeah, so that, like, negates the cheating, right? Yeah, we're just going to start fresh, <laughs> and it'll be fine. I actually did get a new drink. Oh, yeah, what are you drinking? <laughs> I'm so bad oh. at that. I'm just like, let's talk about what Shale drinks and then move on. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair... You're drinking something fancier than me. I'm just drinking water. 
but but you're drinking badass water let's be clear I'm drinking badass water themed especially for this episode this is a very shameless attempt to get liquid death sparkling water to sponsor us um so i'm murdering my thirst with liquid De- death sparkling it actually is liquid death sparkling earlier my husband came in and held it up and was like can i have this and i very begrudgingly was like i guess <laughs> and then, not passive aggressive at all <laughs> and then he read that um, energy and he drank half of it and left the other half in the fridge for me and they're tall boy cans so that actually is still a decent amount of water left and liquid death please sponsor us and send us water Kay, love you bye so it's called liquid death Yes, and the can is black, and it has, like, a melting, wormy skull on it. Okay, I'm looking at their Instagram page, and it is a freaking vibe. Yeah, it's fucking badass. They look like really intense energy drinks or, like, a really scary beer, but it's straight-up water. It's delicious, and it's so good. Okay, so, you know, I I do preparedness stuff in my day job. Yes. And we talk about how you should have canned water versus bottled water because here's your preparedness fun fact for the day. Mm-hmm. Prepared or bottled water, prepared water, <laughs> bottled water actually can have like the chemicals from the plastic water, especially if you yeah. in the area. So we recommend canned water. And how cool would it be to have like liquid death <laughs> as your apocalypse survival water? Yeah. These guys have to sponsor us now. This is ridiculous. Yeah, dude. Because they do a sparkling water, which is what I'm drinking because I'm a fancy bitch and I love sparkling bubbles. Yep. That's the vibe we're here for. Um, but they also just do uh, still mineral water also in cans because their whole thing is like death to plastic so oh that makes it even cooler yeah so you could do like i mean i'm the type of person that would put sparkling water in my survival you know apocalypse kit because again well it's it's like the important things gotta go in that kit you know yeah absolutely so i'm excited about it it's delicious um it really is it's i i mean it's it's good i just that's all i can say well it's 100 mountain water that's true I feel it. I feel the mountains. Also, I like that their website is deadtilldeath.com. Yeah. It's very it's very edgy and cool in the way that I like to be edgy and cool, which is by buying cool things. Is <laughs> 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 by just buying my products and letting those be my personality. So very I'm excited bad. about it. Yeah. Right? Like liquid death while you're it just looks cool. It makes me feel tough and strong. I'm a sucker for good packaging and good marketing. So they're hitting all my buttons. Okay, season three, if we're not being sponsored and have our ad not be audible but be liquid death, I feel like we're going to have failed. So no pressure or anything. Yeah, I'm just going to awkward. I'm just going to send this. I'm going to send this episode <laughs> of the podcast. This is our pitch to you, liquid death. <laughs> to them. Every single day, I'm going to manifest it. Like, I'm going to just send them a link to this episode every single day until they break down. They're going to be like, please, for the love of God, just don't send us this again. We get it. Y'all don't even have to pay us. You just have to send me water. Like, that's fine. Yeah, I'm down with that. Oh, yeah. My business partner is also down with it. (laughs) So we talked about it as a couple, and we're happy with this thing. (laughs) Oh, my God. We're going to draw a tarot card. I hope it has something to do with water. <laughs> that would be ideal. <laughs> that would be like liquid death, see the universe, and the tarot card says. <laughs> Everyone's going to be so annoyed. It's just water. It's not, though. That's what you get for having badass marketing. 
Yeah. You really did it to yourselves. You did. Our podcast was made to be with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Did you get Ooh, that? That was Ooh. a good one. Okay. We did have a jumper, and I'm going to let her. I'm going to let her jump. It is the six of cups, baby. Dude, cups. You can cups. put water in that. <laughs> we can put water in cups. Um, sorry, that weird pause was because this deck has Roman numerals and my dumb brain was like, how many cups are on this card? And I counted them. Ooh, speaking of dad jokes, I have one for you that's related to that. Yes, please. Very quickly. So a Roman walks into a bar. He holds up two fingers and he goes, five beers, please. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> that is cute. There's people in the comments that are like, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, no, that I'm a big fan of. That was such a good one, right? That was good. Okay, Six of Cups. We are using the Tattoo Tarot because she is our she is our deck for season two. What will we read in season three? Who knows? Um, a listener sent us this deck, so maybe that's how we get our deck for each season. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Oh, I actually really love that. Buy me stuff and I'll be nicer. <laughs> I, used to ha- I used to have a Happy Bunny shirt that said that. Do you remember Happy Bunny? <gasps> oh my god, I just had the most epic flashback of nostalgia. Yes, it's literally what it said. It said, buy me stuff and I'll be nicer. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Happy Bunny. Dude, mid-2000s were the best years. So good. Just so good. Okay, well, speaking of, Six of Cups is very appropriate for this because Six of Cups is all about childlike pleasure and simple joy. It speaks to us about finding balance in our lives so that we can enjoy the magic around us every day. The Six reminds us to be kind to others and to allow the innocence and playfulness that we enjoyed as children to come through in our actions. Two children play in a garden of roses and cups. The children have stacked a tower of cups and blossoms on top of each other, and one is handing the creation over to the next. The young girl is happy to be sharing her hard work with her friend, and the boy is truly grateful that she has shared the project with him. Let yourself be free and innocent. Allow the laughter and joy you knew as a child to come through into your life. I'm grinning like a freaking weirdo because I have so many thoughts about this in relation to our episode today. Um, That might not make sense, but they do a little bit. Share these feelings of pleasure with (laughs) others and spread the happiness around. There is no need to be stressed and serious all the time. Your chores will still be there tomorrow. A fucking men. For now, enjoy some time with friends and family and have fun being silly. Ooh, what a perfect thing for the holiday weekend. Perfect thing for the holiday weekend because this is actually the episode for the holiday weekend. It is. Excellent. (laughs) continuity baby but yeah six of cups childlike enthusiasm simple pleasures being present all of those things we talk about them a lot it's something we really strive for just in our personal lives i think um to connect with that inner child that's work that i do a lot no Um, spiritual constipation around here (laughs) no spiritual constipation (laughs) nobody got time for that people are like we're not gonna get that until the next episode (laughs) No, no, that's true. <laughs> Easter egg. That's like a Taylor Swift cookie. Oh, yeah. So good. Okay. Keep them around. We just won't finish our jokes each episode, and that's how our <laughs> listener base will stay. Um, but today we are talking about our namesake. We are talking about the Ouija board. And in relation to Six of Cups, I'm just thinking because Six of Cups is kind of the energy you and I went into our first Ouija board experience with. 
Mm, that's such a good point. Right? It was like young and novel and fun. And we were like just looking for adventure, seeing what would happen. It's also kind of the origin of the Ouija board has kind of a similar vibe, which we'll get into later of like, it was marketed very heavily as like family fun. And also like, like, what was it with the, I think it was the Edwardian area era. Wasn't that like right at the end of the 1800s there? Yeah. Like they were all just a vibe. Like everything was spooky. Everything was cool. I would have thrived. Minus the fact that I had to wear like 17 layers of clothing. Yeah. There's an Instagram account that I follow. Um, that posts just vintage pictures from like Edwardian time. Mm. And there was one the other day of a woman rowing a canoe in just like layers and layers of dresses and a fancy hat and her hair's, you know, like all done. And I'm like, yeah, okay. So leggings and a ripped t-shirt and a baseball hat. Cool. <laughs> and also if it makes you feel better too, you would obviously not drown if the canoe flipped over. That chick probably did. That's also, Yeah like just and the boots the shoes oh women are heroes really. <laughs> <They> are. <laughs> <laughs> just taking a moment to say that but I think it's it's kind of fun and I like it's kind of the energy we're actually approaching this episode with too like we're gonna talk about some history we're gonna give you the 411 on Ouija boards and talking boards and how they came to be and when they went from like kind of more fun to creepy spooky um and all of those things but We're also going to tell some ghost stories from random strangers on the internet of, you know, creepy stories, funny stories, all of the stories. But it just, we're kind of going into tonight with like a six of cups, childlike, yeah, we're going to get a little spooky, but we're here to have fun tonight. So this is one of those kind of sillier tongue-in-cheek episodes, and I'm excited about it. I'm so excited. And honestly, I was kind of thinking about this. Like, how weird is it that we haven't done like a Ouija board dedicated episode yet? (laughs) Yeah. When you suggested it the other day, I was like, oh, yeah, duh. Like, of course we need to do a Ouija board episode. Yeah. So we had a lot. Does that mean we have to do a margarita episode too? That's a good question. We can make margaritas witchy. We'll think about it. We'll just play nonstop blender sounds. (laughs) Just the whole time. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, so Ouija boards diving in. What are they, Shale? They are the epitome of doom. (laughs) They are gateway to hell, baby. (laughs) So actually, no. So it's actually not super known where the idea of a Ouija board really came from or like who first started using them in practice. But like the closest that we can kind of trace back to is with the start of the spiritualism movement. So we kind of talked about this in um, baby's first seance episode, but spiritualism was actually started in um, the Northeast of the United States. I believe it started in New York and it was started by the Fox sisters who lived in this little home and started hearing weird tappings and strange noises throughout the night. And overnight they just became these like celebrities because they had figured out a way to communicate with those who had passed on. And keep in mind during this time when spiritualism really took off was following the end of the civil war. And a lot of families were experiencing profound grief from people they had lost during the war. And people really wanted to see if there was a way to truly communicate with those who had originally passed on. 
So some of the things that were used in the spiritualism movement were things like automatic writing. And I believe there was ways that there was like letters drawn out, that, which is where people think that the spirit board came from. The letters would be kind of drawn out and um, a physical medium would be used to point at the letters and spell them out. So working through someone's body, like the spirit would in, like possess them essentially. And yeah. So I found a little blurb about this, um, about that, about kind of where the origins and how we can make that, that bridge. And it's actually just very funny because what you're talking about is like calling out the alphabet where you would, right. you know, be like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, you'd ask your question and then you would just start saying letters and it's like spiritual spirit wheel of fortune. Rap. Yeah, literally. It's like, give me an A. <laughs> so people, human beings, were like, A, that's kind of boring, and it takes a long time. And like the telegraph had already been around. So like people were antsy about it. They wanted spirits to be easier to reach. And so they were kind of desperate for ways of communication that would be a little bit quicker. And we get shit as millennials for our instant gratification. I know for real. So like there were a couple different entrepreneurs, inventors who tried to kind of capitalize on this, but it was the canard novelty company that like really took the idea, marketed it extremely well and created the Ouija board we know today. Well, and what's interesting about the way they marketed it is it, originally wasn't really marketed as something to be used to communicate with the other side. It was more of, Hey, this is something that can like tell your fortune or like give you guidance into the future sort of a thing. So it's interesting, I think too, because there was kind of a resurgence of the spiritualist movement, I think kind of around the 1920s, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And especially among college students, (laughs) (laughs) which it's funny because that's totally something I probably would have done in college, to be fair. Um, but I think that's kind of when the alignment with the spirit board really happened and in, in using it as a tool for communicating with dead people. Yeah, totally. Um, because a lot of people, um, excuse me, not a lot of people, a lot of mediums really disliked the board when it came out. Like, oh, interesting. Under the like branded Ouija name because it 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 essentially worked as a middleman right it invalidated the profession Mm. um or the talent and then they were like and it's not actually it wasn't created to commune with spirit like you're you're tapping into your own inner wisdom and intuition and that's kind of what the what the original marketing plan was but when it kind of took off in that seance spiritualism crowd um, a lot of mediums were really hesitant to use them Well, that's interesting, too, because in the spiritualism movement, there was so much controversy, right? Because the Fox sisters came out as frauds. They came out on stage and said, hey, this is how we've done this. Like they could actually like they were double jointed. And so they could like almost like dislocate their ankles and make super loud popping noises with their knuckles and stuff like that. And that's how they would make the creepy popping sounds that people would hear. And they actually showed how they did a lot of that. So then it was a huge blow to the spiritualist movement and a lot of people who do identify as mediums because people thought they were frauds now. And actually Houdini (laughs) was somebody who like dedicated his life to disproving spiritualism and Sam. Yeah, he was real unhappy with it. And to be fair, he had a pretty shitty experience and I don't blame him. Um, Where, you know, he was trying to speak to his mother, I believe, who had passed, who was very close to 
And the dude was very clearly a fraud and he was able to call him out on it. And so that kind of burned him for everybody else who was part of the movement. So I can see where there's like a lot of tension in the community as far as the types of tools you want to use or trying to prove the legitimacy of what you're trying to do. Yeah, for sure. So what happened next? (laughs) So there's two partners that were involved in the development of the Ouija board. And so it was Kennard, who we had already heard about, and an employee named William Fold. And Fold was really the one that can take the credit for the marketing of the Ouija board. And it's so funny because it's so polar opposite of what we see Ouija boards as today in pop culture, because back then it was, first of all, selling like hotcakes, like Ouija boards were flying off the shelves. (laughs) No pun intended. (laughs) LOL. I didn't even get that in the moment. (laughs) But um, they were always marketed at in a very vague way, but they would say it's like a great mystery. We don't give claim to the exact directions for its management, nor do we claim that at all times and under all circumstances, it will work equally well. But we do claim and guarantee that with reasonable patience and judgment, it will do more than satisfy your greatest expectation. And again, it was marketed at families. It was a fortune telling device, that sort of a thing. And they, um, it's worth noting that they had to, like, they patented this. Right. Like the Ouija board prior to it being like fit for public consumption and the is it a patent lawyer is that who you get to approve it he is on record as like leaving their initial trial of it by being like totally spooked and completely on board like this thing works I don't really get it but it works well and it's so interesting to think about like how do you patent a spirit board like how do you like how do you do trial runs (laughs) yeah it's fascinating but it's also kind of interesting too because the two partners Um, as well as the folks with Kennard, like had a lot of familial infighting and like there was just a lot of fighting over money and how the product was developed and and all of that. Um, But what's super interesting is that Fold, who again was the guy who came up with all the really great marketing for the Ouija board, was actually told by a Ouija board to build a certain building. And when he went to do an inspection of the building at one point, I think they were, he was just, kind of giving advice on where a flagpole should go he was on a top floor and actually fell and he went to grab grab a piece of the wall on his way down and that crumbled under his hands and he fell several feet down and cracked a bunch of his ribs and what's super interesting too is that he was supposed to live like he seemed like he was going to be all fine and dandy and they were taken to the hospital but it was just an unfortunate bump in the road along the way that took one of those broken ribs and actually like shoved it into his heart and he died that so, is upsetting. There's a story of somebody being told by a Ouija board to do something and dying that actually was like really key in the development of the board itself. <sighs> yeah. So some creepy origins. I can see how you could make the leap. Yeah. But of course, I think what's really interesting is that where it goes away from being like a game to this is evil and a portal to hell was of course the influence of the church and how people claimed that this was like a, it was an influence of like thinly veiled witchcraft is how they described it. Yeah. And this all kind of happened around the same time, like in the seventies is when it stopped being like all fun and games. So like we're talking, this has been marketed for from the twenties to the seventies, right? Like the, from 1910. 
Yeah, like had a good 50, 60 year run of being one of the most popular games in America. And then in 1973, The Exorcist came out. Yes. And the church latched on that too. Which is so interesting because I was trying to like, as I was prepping for this episode, I was trying to find like famous historical stories associated with the Ouija board. And there's like nothing. There really isn't. Which is really weird to think about when, like you said, it's been running for like 50 some years and it's just like the history of it was like erased. Yeah. There's not a lot that's really known about it, which is interesting. Like we have these few little tidbits, but a lot of the board's just whole existence remains a mystery. Which I kind of love, to be honest. I mean, a lot of that is probably intentional too. Yeah. With how intentional all of these marketing plans were. I have to imagine that that was also kind of the plan. I think so. But it's really cool to see that it's carried on and like literally become rooted in culture. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for this long. How many, like trying to think of how many movies alone I've seen with a Ouija board in them. Basically any spooky movie ever that has a sleepover component to it of some kind. <laughs> yeah. Like teenage girl movies. I'm pretty sure there were like episodes of I Love Lucy, like where they hold a seance. Well, and I don't even think I'm think I don't think the craft actually has a Ouija board in it. I don't think it does. Because they do the stiff as a board. Light yeah, light as a feather. Um, that's so funny that. Did we ever do that? You and I. Yeah. No. Like that one, I don't think we did, but I definitely did it with like the girls in my sixth grade swim team. Yeah, I think that was like a middle school thing. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. You just jumped right to Ouija boards. (laughs) (laughs) Back to Ouija boards in the church. I mean, overnight, essentially, their reputation completely changed. And so then they became, like, the go-to tool for every horror movie ever. (laughs) Pretty much from then on. Um, But, yeah. I mean, and after The Exorcist, the the church really like, where is it? Yeah. So it was denounced by multiple religious groups as Satan's preferred method of communication. Um, And actually in 2001 in New Mexico, it was being burned on bonfires along with copies of Harry Potter and Disney's snow white. Wait, what do we have against snow white? That's a good question. I'm not sure. I genuinely don't know. That is so random. Like Harry Potter, I get, but snow white. They just have it out for dwarves. Or I mean, the but the witch is the bad guy in that. So I'm confused. Confused, confused. But Ouija boards are in pop culture. So Ouija boards have kind of, it's, so it's like witchcraft, right? Right. We, it goes in and out of style. So it was really popular and really campy in horror movies, you know, up until the, you know, early 2010s. And then witchcraft started gaining popularity again. Um, you know, new waves of feminism. uh, And that kind of changed the Ouija board's perspective a little bit too. Um, A lot of that, it says, driven in part by economic uncertainty and the board's usefulness as a plot device, um, the Ouija board is popular once again. So Paranormal Activity, both one and two have a Ouija board. It's been on episodes of Breaking Bad. It's been on episodes of Castle, um, Rizzoli and Isles, multiple TV programs. Hot Topic sells 
clothes. I have a Ouija board sweatshirt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it's, it's everywhere and it's trendy and Hasbro has like re-licensed the game and is releasing a new version too. And then wasn't there a horror movie recently? The Ouija movie? Did that come out yet? I think it did. did it? I didn't watch it, but like I mean, it looked like a B gotcha movie kind of thing. Yeah. But it's having another kind of resurgence in more of a campy kind of fashion than a spooky one, I think. Yeah. Well, and there's just something so aesthetically pleasing about the Ouija board. They are very beautiful and people make gorgeous ones. Even Jeremy from When Walls Can Talk um, messaged me a link to a bunch of Ouija boards the other day and was like, I don't know how to pick one of these. And they're all carved wood and there's mm-hmm. oak and cherry or people make <laughs> resin Ouija boards that are filled with flowers and crystals. And they're just, I mean, the options are endless and they're gorgeous and like it's a vibe for sure yes the one i have is just so beautiful oh it's pretty and it's edged really pretty <clears throat> yeah but i'm also very like i feel like i have to have the original ouija board aesthetic like if they arrange the letters in a different way or they don't have like the victorian font i can't get on board with them there's something about the original ouija board that is just so classic and special for some reason <laughs> yeah no i agree it's um it's like wearing the right outfit you know right your tools have to make sense world market made these really cute little mints at one point that a friend of mine had and i always like kick myself that i didn't just go buy a whole bunch of them but they were just like little mini planchettes and they were so cute cute. (laughs) i love that um so what's a planchette so planchettes are the little wooden piece that usually has like a glass circle in the top of it that are used to spell out words or phrases uh, on the board. So people who use the board place their fingers lightly on the planchette and that's what moves under them. And it's super spooky when it does. (laughs) It's so spooky and fun and cool. It really is. Um, And what I like actually in a lot of what I was reading in preparation for this is people talking about how it was largely marketed and used as like a self-reflection device right Mm -hmm. as like a this is meant to like tap into your inner knowing and what you know to be true before it kind of got the reputation as being a portal opener honestly I could see that as like a really cool tool for like shadow work yeah and just psychologists use it in teaching students still um it's a popular tool to I mean, to kind of unpack a lot of different things, which we don't have to get into because that's not why you're here. You're here for the spooky stories. But Honestly, though, I don't know what I would do if I went to go to therapy and the psychologist is <laughs> like, hey, we're going to do some one. shit. <laughs> like, all right, we're just going to see what your little brain comes up with here. Either I would be like, holy shit, what is happening? Or I'd be like, you are my kind of therapist and this is going to be awesome. Yeah. I mean, probably a little bit of both. Yeah, Probably. If you're not at least a little bit afraid, you're probably doing it wrong. Right. (laughs) And without an appropriate level of reverence, right? Like I think. Well, it's funny. It's funny you say that because the Ouija board that I have purchased, I literally purchased to use it for things like um, videos or like as kind of a photo prop. But I still have like this weird resounding fear of it. Like 
it literally stays in my closet <laughs> where I don't see it. Like, it, and it's so beautiful. Like we said, like it's, it's gorgeous. It has butterflies on it for crying out loud. But <laughs> I just like, there's something about it that still just kind of freaks me out. Isn't that so interesting? I mean, I still think about The Exorcist all the time. That was maybe one of the first legit scary movies I ever saw. Well, and it's so funny because The Exorcist has like this fame behind it, right? Like every one of our parents has talked about how that movie fucked them up, right? <laughs> yeah. So naturally we all watched it and it fucked us up too. So there's like a whole generation of like parents that live through the, the 80s basically that are like terrified of Ouija boards. Yeah. <laughs> like completely. next level terrified. <laughs> And that's where a lot of this all comes from, which is just really interesting to think about and unpack. Yeah. A lot of the judgment and the fear. Right. So speaking of ties, didn't you say that the Ouija board has a tie here in Colorado? Yes. The Ouija board does have a tie here in Colorado in the sense that the woman responsible or the woman largely agreed and credited with being responsible for naming the Ouija board is actually buried here. And I thought we should definitely go on a little field trip to go visit her and leave a little offering because obviously she's done great work for us. <laughs> we use the name all the time. Um, right. <laughs> I'm finding, Thanks for the branding. <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm finding this in the article so I can read it. Also, Jeremy, if you're listening, I feel like there needs to be a When Walls Can Talk episode on Ouija boards and her specifically. Yes, I agree. Okay, so, so here, Jeremy, get on is, that, please. <laughs> please do this homework for us. Um, this is from Smithsonian Magazine. Um, contrary to popular belief, Ouija is not a combination of French for yes, we, and the German ja. Um, but it was actually Bond's sister-in-law, Helen Peter. Bond was one of the partners from the Kennard Novelty Company. Um, he, or sorry, he was the attorney. Which wasn't Ooh. she kind of cut out of the whole yeah. fortune? Like there was, yep. that was part of like the family infighting that happened? Yes, completely. Um, so it was Bond's sister-in-law, Bond the lawyer, his sister-in-law, Helen Peters, who Bond says was a strong medium who supplied the now instantly recognizable name. Sitting around a table, they all asked the board what they should call it. And the name Ouija came through. And when they asked what that meant, the board replied, good luck. Eerie and cryptic, but for the fact that Peters acknowledged that she was wearing a locket bearing a picture of a woman, the name Ouija, above her head. So that's the story that emerged from the Ouija founder's letters. It's very possible that the woman in the locket was famous author and popular women's rights activist Ouija, whom Peters greatly admired, and that Ouija was just a misreading of that. Interesting. So they asked the board. The board kind of, I mean, you could say the board named itself. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of Ooh, which gave me a couple little shivers. I know. I've got little chills going down my body. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the thing. Um, so, yeah, just interesting. And so she's buried here and, yeah, not really credited with any of, of the fortune or the fame or the acknowledgement of her participation at all. But, um, yeah, just interesting. So do we know what brought her out to Colorado? Um, I did at one point. I believe Kadrick was actually talking about it. Oh, and I that's know. how I learned it originally. Um, Ouija board Denver. <laughs> I can cut this out later. <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah. Oh, because Robert Murch, he's the like world's foremost collector and historian of Ouija boards. He's like the end all be all godfather of Ouija boards. Which, as far how as- cool would it be to sit down and have a margarita with that guy? I, I think we talked about this when we were brainstorming the episode because he's from Denver. What? Yeah, he's here. He's literally here. It was 303 Magazine that I read this in. Okay, I'm pulling up the article. This was a 2019 article. So this guy's still here and it's ridiculous that we haven't found him actually. Uh, Yeah, I feel like we definitely need to reach out. He has like the biggest Ouija board collection in the world. Like, and yeah, he's like literally the foremost expert. Um, okay, so I'm finding, what was the question you asked? Sorry. Helen Peters. Right, what brought her to Colorado? Yes. Meets Elijah Bond. Good luck. Ouija, the Egyptian luck board was born. Oh, they thought it was Egyptian. Interesting. So they just decided that's what it sounded like was Egyptian, is what it sounds like. Fine, you've got your patent. Helen would leave the company very early. Okay, yeah. What is Helen Peters' connection to Denver? This is from 303magazine.com, a 2019 article. I will link it below. Um, And they're asking... Robert Merch these questions. So what is Helen Peters' connection to Denver? Helen would leave the company very early and then move with her husband to Denver, where she lived for 43 years. She was 43, or she was 40 years old when she got married. She was a cougar and married a much younger guy. Go girl. Ah, uh, yeah. They stayed married, and according <laughs> to the families and everything I've ever heard, they were deeply in love with each other their whole lives. They were the love of each other's lives. It was very cool. But the Ouija board caused a feud in her family. That's what caused her to leave the company. She was the mother of the Ouija board and she abandoned her child. The Ouija board tells her family something they don't like and something she doesn't like. So she never goes back to Baltimore. Interesting. So they had like a conversation over the board, essentially, I think about what everyone's like roles were supposed to be in this company. And they had a big fight and she left, but she's buried here at Fairmont Cemetery with her friends because she never wanted to go back to Baltimore. So she just left and told everyone not to play the game um and she like claimed that until she died so hmm. she like totally wrote it off and encouraged people to not believe it so kind of sad actually but we should still go say hi yeah we're like a little petty but we still appreciate it we still appreciate you <laughs> Um, okay, that's kind of all I have as far as history stuff goes. Yep, oh, but one. we'll post this on the Instagram because I found a very cute 1920 Norman Rockwell cover of the Saturday Evening Post with a husband and wife having a little seance in their living room playing the Ouija board. Like, that's how commonplace this was. Ideal date night, honestly. Ideal date night. Everyone had one. Hot date in 1920. Ouija board. Ugh, I would have thrived back then. Seriously. Ugh, the 20s. Not the ones we're in now. The ones we're in now are kind of trash. <laughs> yeah. To Maybe be fair, there were a lot of trash things board. about those ones too, but the outfits were cuter and so I'm there. Yeah. Okay, so let's tell some stories. So, so we scoured the internet <laughs> and by scoured, we typed a couple Google searches. Yeah. So these are largely like Buzzfeed and bustle stories, but they're good. And we're going to share them with you. Yes. And then I want to hear everybody else's Ouija board stories. 
Yeah. Like not, not right now tonight, obviously y'all are going to have to send them in. <laughs> and if you don't <laughs> have a Ouija board story, now's the time to go get one. <laughs> yeah. Put yourself in peril for our <laughs> enjoyment. <laughs> yes, please. Okay. Shale. Sorry. Lay it on me. All right. So this one's called the shared dream says my buddy and I found a Ouija board at my girlfriend's house. That's pretty common. They just show up. So we were really bored. So we went to this graveyard by my house. Okay. This is starting to feel a little personal. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we were really bored. So we went to this graveyard by my house to see if it would actually work as suspected. Nothing happened. We brought the board back to my house and didn't think anything of it. The next day, strange things began happening. Out of nowhere, my friend started having sleep paralysis every time he spent the night at my house, despite never having it before. I'm freaking out. (laughs) The first, ew, okay, this got so much worse. I'm getting like the teary-eyed things going. (laughs) Oh, no. The first time he saw a tall woman with long black hair standing in the corner of the room facing the wall. Ew. Ew, I don't like it. (laughs) The next time he was asleep on the couch and he saw the same woman standing in the open door, looking directly into my room. (gasps) No, no. Ew, that was creepy. That was creepy. I was all childlike wonder. (laughs) This is so fun. Now I'm like making sure my back is not to anything. I know you like it's creepy that she's just staring at the wall like why is it <laughs> turn around have you ever noticed that like the creepiest shit is like when spirits or like in scary movies they're just doing the most mundane thing like they're just oh. staring at the floor and you're like holy shit that's terrifying <laughs> that's the scariest thing in the whole world please <laughs> but like if they actually do something scary you're like meh it was expected so whatever right okay so here's one that's a little less creepy but very cool So it says, my cousin started a fire in my grandmother's basement. (laughs) Oops. All of the games, including the Ouija board, were under the sofa down in the basement. Everything was incinerated. The sofa, all the other games, total ashes. The Ouija board wasn't even singed. We still have it in its original box, also not singed. And this was over 23 years ago. Nobody plays with it and all of the adults are scared of it. They started a freaking fire with it? No, they just started a fire in the basement, but the Ouija board survived. It was the only oh. thing that survived. I was like, geez, that's metal. Right? I mean, still kind of metal because yeah. they're like not made out of inflammable materials. They're made out of like cardboard. <laughs> cardboard or wood are yeah. your two options. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right. I'm going back to spooky. Okay. Because go big or go home here. So this one's called the surprise demon. A few months. Oh. <laughs> We're just like completely opposite of the spectrum here. All right. A few months ago, my friend brought over her Ouija board. There were about five of us at the sleepover. And when we began using the board, we met Joe in air quotes. After an hour of speaking with quote Joe, one girl asked, Joe, are you a bad spirit? Joe replied, no. (laughs) Rhyming. (laughs) (laughs) Then spelled H-I-M, him. We asked what was what he was talking about. And he spelled he's coming. Then began to spell out Zozo, which if anybody knows anything about Ouija boards, Zozo is like an absolute shit show. So the next morning we tried again, this time speaking to someone claiming to be Joe's wife. We asked her, is Joe a bad spirit? She quickly responded, yes. (laughs) Why are we recording these at night? (laughs) Because it's the ambiance. Ambiance. Okay. (laughs) 
Here's one. I'm from Edinburgh, and it's famous for its underground haunted city. I, along with a friend, spent the night down there. Creepy as hell. One of the activities we brought was a Ouija board. Myself and friends sat down to play, and all was well. The usual describing who was here, haunting the place, etc. This continued for about half an hour when I kindly asked the board if I could leave. I was granted a yes. Around ten minutes after me, my friend asked to leave and was told no. The entity would not let her leave. The movements of the board got faster, erratic, and the temperature in the room plummeted. Ew. Only when several people in the room started crying did this entity let everyone leave. One of the most bizarre and scariest things I've ever witnessed. Safe to say I never went near one again. Yeah, that would traumatize me. Don't take Ouija boards to haunted underground cities. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> 101, people. <laughs> Come on. So here's one that's not as, like, opposite end of the spectrum scary. Okay. It's called This Mothering Moment. At my friend's birthday party, someone decided to try a Ouija board. My friend's protective mother was next door at her parents' house, not anywhere in hearing distance. Suddenly, as several kids went into the bathroom to sneakily use the board, my friend's mother came running in the front door and shouted that those who intended on using the board had to leave immediately. She actually felt from a distance what we were about to do. It creeps me out to this day. Creepy. Okay, here's one. Me and my five other friends played with a Ouija board. We asked the ghosts how old they were when they died, and they said five. We asked how they died, and it spelled M-O-M. Ew. I know. That one's the shortest one, but it's gross. Okay, this one's kind of funny. (laughs) (laughs) It's called the shushing spirit. Okay. (laughs) says, my best friend and I bought a Ouija board and took it to her house. I feel like this is the first story I've ever actually read about a Ouija board that says they bought it and that they didn't just, like, find it somewhere. Anyway, I digress. We asked a few questions to no answer. We finally outright asked, is there anyone here who would like to talk to us? The planchette planchette slowly moved over to the letters, no. We were freaked out because there was obviously a spirit there, so we tried again. What's your name? <laughs> the planchette moved to sh like shh over and over again spelling out shh 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 <laughs> so we said goodbye and closed up the board we seem to have bothered someone who wanted to be left alone that would 100% be me i would be like go the fuck away that is the most like passive aggressive thing i've ever heard in my life where the spirit's just like can you can you just shut the fuck up just shut can up can you stop talking to me <laughs> that's hilarious uh okay let me see the board returns is what this one is called Ooh, classic i can feel it already i have a story that happened to a group of guys i knew i was told this by one of the guys in the group okay learn how to edit people he was so spooked he told his sister and oh god okay i'm just gonna read it sorry he was so spooked he told his sister and me because it was really bothering him he didn't tell us everything but it still gives us the heebie-jeebies So these guys are in a band. They always went to one kid's house because he lived out in the boonies where they could play as loud as they wanted. The mom was gone for the weekend, so they would have the place to themselves, and one kid brought a Ouija board. They fucked around with it, trying to scare one another, but when they kept playing, they realized after a while that they had all stopped, and it was doing the thing on its own. Supposedly. It literally says supposedly. Supposably? Yes. I love that. (laughs) So cute. They talked to bad people, quote unquote. My friend's brother didn't want to talk about what was said, but he was really scared. When they'd had enough, they 
tore the board in half and threw the pieces in the creek nearby. The next day, they found both pieces bone dry in front of the garage door. They freaked out and burned it in the pit. They still won't tell us the story of the interaction, but it still creeps me out. Weird. <laughs> the question underneath this is, do Ouija boards not burn? Question mark. <laughs> Seriously, I don't think they do. <laughs> Oh, here's a yard sale one. Beware the yard sale Ouija board. Oh, but that sounds like the most fun kind of one to get. I know it probably would be. I bought one from a yard sale. Bad decision. My mom was (laughs) so mad that I brought it into her house. So I kept it under the basement couch where I spent my free time. One day my cell phone went missing in the basement. I used my sister's phone to call it since I knew I kept the sound on and heard nothing. I checked under the couch cushions and everything. Nothing. Five minutes after I quit searching, I hear my phone ring. I hear it from the couch. I check the couch, and it's right in the spot where I looked before. We used to hear footsteps walking outside our doors at night after that, too. Ew. So you just have a ghost that likes to hide stuff. They're just fucking around. So this one says, (laughs) I was 17, and we had just bought one of those newer Ouija boards that glow in the dark. Oh, fancy. My mom told me to wait until the next day to open and play with it. And I should have listened. See, that's going to be the kind of mom I'm going to be where I'm like, you can have a Ouija board, but like, wait to play with it. Yes. It says you're not supposed to use a board alone in bold font. And our house was known for being haunted. So I wanted to ask if anyone was there. The freaking planchette shot out of my hands and across the room. And I actually cried. <laughs> oh. um, okay. This will be my last one. It's called <laughs> not a clock in the room. Sat around with the girlfriend and her friend one night, not taking anything too seriously. Decided to whip out the old Ouija board. Okay, these are funny because they're just posted exactly as people wrote them. Um, Bunch of tests and playing around for a bit when we thought we had a live one on the line. (laughs) (laughs) So we asked it what time it was. There was not a clock in the room. No watch. No LCD on a VCR. This happened in the 90s. Nothing. Right. (laughs) Um, Ran to the office to check. Bang fucking on. Put it back in the box and we watched Care Bears for an hour. I was 24. (laughs) (laughs) So they just asked me what time it was. That's hilarious. We got a live one. Ooh, the audio just freaked out there for a second. That was creepy. Yeah, we need to stop talking about creepy stuff. All right, last story. Okay. Says, when I was younger, my two older cousins, my older brother and I were playing with a Ouija board and all it spelled out was mama. Later that night... (laughs) What is it so creepy about moms? Right? <laughs> no. Later that night, when my brother asked our mom if she had ever played with a Ouija board, she said she had went. She said she had once, but all it spelled out was mama. <gasps> then a few years later, I was really bored and got a ghost detecting app on my iPod. Again, early 2000s. Amazing. I was really into ghost adventures at the time. Fair. <laughs> and the very first thing the app said was mama. Ew. It's like a hereditary ghost there. Oh, it's spooky. <laughs> it's spooky. Ugh. All right. Well, Ouija board stories, friends. Ours was not that creepy. Ours was mostly sad. It was sad. And I still think about how lucky we are. <laughs> I do too. I mean, did I be followed around for years? Yes. But again, it never got any worse than like tapping in the basement or, or not tapping in the basement, tapping in the bathroom under the sink. And I can live with that. <sighs> Always the bathroom. Just let me pee. Well, and like that was actually something that was funny that I was reading in one of the articles talking about the Ouija board history is 
like no one feared going into the shower until the movie Psycho. Until Psycho, yeah. Right? Like pop culture is so interesting and we all act like it doesn't influence us, but it changed a whole generation. Oh yeah. I, or like I never was afraid of a freaking like you so Gen Z, you won't understand this. But when the screen That's okay. would Most be like of our demographic is 28 to 34. <laughs> yeah. So like the, when the screen, when our old TVs would do that staticky thing, Ooh, you know, I gosh. never feared that until you start seeing things like the ring. And now that's like one of the most terrifying things in the world. Right. Yeah. So the exorcist. No, are you kidding? Fear. If I walk into a, a room and there's a TV with static on it, I'm oh, yeah. fucking out. Right. Like, bye. <laughs> no. Like the most uh, horrible shit has been ruined for us. Oh, completely. It's so funny about Psycho, too, because, like, love Psycho. Um, and then, like, Bates Motel. Perfect. Gorgeous. Um, but if I'm home alone and showering, it doesn't matter what time of day. Right. If it pops into my head, I literally have to get out of the shower. Yeah, it could be, like, 930 in the morning. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, well, shit. Okay, guess I'm not shaking my legs today. Like, Hair full of shampoo, I'm out. Yeah, I'm done. Like, I will rinse this off in the sink with my eyes closed. I'm just, I cannot. <laughs> so interesting. Anyway, that was fun. Little spooks. Yeah, bringing it back. We know you all love the spooky episodes, so. Yes. We've given you a lot of spooky episodes this season. No, it's been good. I'm excited about it. I'm excited to see what happens with next season, too. Next level spook. Next level. You like peeing your pants at the end of every episode. Right? I probably can't handle that. I need a new host. I already had to move onto my bed so that I wasn't facing my back was to the door when we normally record because I sit at my little cedar <laughs> chest for the microphone. And I definitely relocated when you told the black hair woman story. That one was so scary. That one was the worst. It was like, boom, we're starting off strong. <laughs> we're just gonna make everyone real worried now so you'll know the like next level spook episodes in season three because it'll just be me and cheyenne's like in the corner crying <laughs> yeah just you'll hear really <laughs> soft sob sounds <laughs> <It's> so sad <laughs> <laughs> but i also want to be here don't leave me out right i, I want to go i don't have that's FOMO. my problem is i love them but i just can't stop thinking about them right so Actually, i just need better mental discipline because we watched so many scary movies in high school that I still think about on a regular basis. Actually, I remember – so we watched um, – I think it was like the – no, just kidding. It was Haunting in Connecticut, which that movie really fucked me up. It was so good, but scared the crap out of me. And there's that scene where there's like the burned guy in uh, the backseat. Yes. And that scene messed me up because I had to drive three miles, five miles out of town – in the dark most of the time in high school and stuff. And I'd always think about that where I'm like, I'm by myself. If I look in the rearview mirror and there's some dude back there, I'm not going to survive it. Uh, no, I, I would genuinely just have a heart attack. Yeah. Like, like I it would be very would boring for that spirit. Truly because, die of fright. Yeah. I would not stick around to fuck around and find out. Like if, if a spirit's like trying to freak us out, it would be so boring because it'd be like, boo. And I'd be like dead. Yeah. I'd be like, got it. Bye. <laughs> Peace out, dude. <laughs> Oh, cool. Well, I feel like I'm not going to be that big of a baby. There's a part of me that wants to text Brandon so he can come open the bedroom door and let me out. <laughs> so I don't have to walk on the floor. There aren't any. I kicked all my animals out because they were being obnoxious and now I'm regretting it. Yeah, you wish they were there to snuggle with you. <laughs> yep. 
Okay, so where does this leave us, Ouija boards and perwitchin? Honestly, speaking of that, though, like, Jessica's just, like, passed out on the bed next to me. He has, like, no fucks given about this Ouija board stuff. He's like, it's fine. Mom. He's like, this is a lullaby to me. Can I sleep on it? <laughs> but yes. Cats and planchettes is probably a fun combination, actually. Ooh, band name, I call it. Cats and planchettes. That's pretty good. Actually. It's really good. <laughs> Okay, perwitchin to start a band, but you can't use our name. <laughs> yeah. Please sign an NDA at the end of this episode. <laughs> we'll email everyone. <laughs> okay, this isn't funny anymore. Um, <laughs> perwitchin. I didn't actually, I genuinely didn't give this one much thought today. I um, think... They're harder to come up with on the like spooky or silly episodes. I know. I think... Usually we try to be all motivational and inspirational. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you need to, because we read a really scary story about a dark woman staring at a wall, it is okay if you need to stay up and watch Care Bears all night. Care Bears? Yeah. For an hour. We don't care if you're 24 or 10. If you need to watch Care Bears, you have our permission to do so. Uh, that's how you know, time wise, that they genuinely didn't have a clock in the room because Care Bears are 80s. Right. <laughs> So, like, there was not a clock in the room. I believe this story, it checks out. Anyway, that's your Perwitchin slip. Watch Care Bears. Cheers, witches. Cheers. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Ouija Boards and Midnight Marks. If you're having a witching good time, we hope you'll help us to grow this little coven. You all know it's us against AI in this algorithm e algorithm world, so please help us out. Please like, rate, and subscribe anywhere you're listening to us. Also, we want to connect with our spooky, Marg-loving friends out there, so please like and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Links for those profiles will be in the show notes. And hey, be sure to tell us what you're drinking tonight. We love you all so much, witches. Cheers. Cheers.